0: Going in on a double doink. 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 Live in the entertainment capital of the world. That's what you want to know. It's the TC Martin Show. Yeah, I don't know that idea. <laughs> Diagnosis. I had an idea, and then uh, prognosis. You know, I take serious. osmosis. Why is funny? It wasn't. It wasn't funny. I wasn't laughing, about it. Yeah. It's not funny. It's not fu- nothing's funny. Don't you ever talk about me? Yeah, I don't know that idea. That's the result you won't get. It's the doctor, TC Martin. I don't go out there and laugh. The La- doctor now in. And a good Tuesday to you. NBA Finals game number one. It begins tonight. We'll be breaking it down for you, giving you the latest. BJ Armstrong is going to join us today. The three-time former champ. I don't even know if the, the term former champ is right. I mean, once you're a champ, you're a champ. So there's no former champ, right? So he's the three-time champ. There it is. All right. It'd be Joey Chestnut. I mean, he's the current champ, right? The fourteen-time champ. Okay, I understand how it works. Okay, doesn't matter. Current, past, you're a champ, you're a champ. And I know that with boxers too. The guy had a title seven years ago, ten years ago, twenty years ago, and they still say, "Hey, champ." So okay, I'm a, we're on the champ bandwagon. There you have it. All right, glad to have you with us on this terrible Tuesday. We're getting it started. TC Martin, Ballpark Frank, with you. NBA Finals game number one tonight. It's the Suns and the Bucks. We'll break that down tonight into some news off the court between you know with the not just the two teams that are playing, but in the broadcast front, we'll dive on that as well too. Plenty of terrible Tuesday takes for you. Nick Bogdanovich will join us next hour, and we'll talk to Nick about betting on the NBA finals, as well as a few other things, including little golf match that's going on today. The match. On a Tuesday afternoon, Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady against Bryson DeChambeau and Aaron Rodgers. That'll be broadcast on TNT. There you have it. All right. A lot to do. A lot to cover today. Ballpark, what's going on, my man? Oh, just uh, been waiting on hold for the last hour and then have to uh, start
1: doing the show here. So, you know, love the modern-day system we have here. What a wonderful world we
0: live in. Jeez. So, I don't even know where to go with that. I don't even know where to go. Should we... Would you like to stay on hold, or should we want to play hold music while, well, while you're doing the show? Well, I need to
1: what I was on hold for, but I have no idea how long it will be, so no. So you probably started this process an later. hour,
0: right? You probably started the process about an hour or so ago. I started
1: doing it, yeah, before I came into. Yeah. Where before I, It was in the car the whole way, then outside in the parking lot, then in here, and uh, still, uh, oh, we appreciate your patience. No, you don't really have my
0: patience. I don't have a choice. How many times have uh, you done that? Because I know I've done it numerous times when I've been on hold with either DirecTV, AT&T, and then they've cut me off, and then I've had to call back, I start all over again, and then I just start blasting. I blast. And I'm really, I'm not good at it. I mean, I'm, I'm bad at it. I mean, I'm good at blasting, but... I come across really bad with these people, especially the ones that uh, I don't think can even understand me. You know, I can't understand them because, you know, a call center in Indonesia somewhere. I know I'm bad. I go off. I Have you, really, ever, you ever done that? I don't do that
1: because I've worked at enough restaurants to know what people do to food sometimes when it gets sent back. I never personally did. What are they gonna do? Cut I've off I've your TV? No, but they they can hang up on you again and make you go through the whole yeah, process over. Well, I've been or, there. They, or they can purposely put something wrong on the computer, and all of a sudden what you think you just took care of, they didn't mm. take care of again. Mm. Or they can maybe not add, add you a discount or something that you were reliable for or eligible for, and then they go, yeah, screw this guy. We ain't going to give him <laughs> nothing. Yeah. So, no, I try to still be nice even though I want to go off. All
0: right. What's your excuse right now? <laughs> My excuse right now is I'm
1: not talking to the person that can do me any more damage.
0: <laughs> well, good luck on that, man. So, so, so you're awful. You, you gave up. You hung up. Well, or are you still I, in in, unless you want me out in the? Uh, no, I love you you ha- when I can come in here. I'd love to have you here, man. No problem. I'm just wondering. If I'll should,
1: try again uh, at four o'clock, and uh, then they'll probably uh, be on hold till five, and then they'll say the office is now <laughs> closed, and then I'll get cut off at that point.
0: <laughs> that is true. Yeah, yeah. It would be good if we. Uh, you know, too bad we. You can't just you know have this settled on the air right then you know right now, except we have hold music on you know probably for two hours because that's how long. You well, and it's some not of these just agencies. the hold music;
1: then it's the thing of oh, all our operators are still busy right now helping other clients. <laughs> we appreciate your patience. Thank you. Stay on the line.
0: And, and with bad music too, it's always oh, bad yeah, music. Yeah, it's
1: not good music. Yeah. It's not even good elevator yeah, music.
0: Yeah, it's terrible. All right, terrible Tuesday. Where do I start? Let's start. It's Terrible Tuesday. That's
2: terrible. Things gone
0: wrong in the sporting world.
3: That's a terrible idea. I want to know what the hell he's smoking.
1: Something stinks in here. That's terrible. (laughs) It's
0: Terrible Tuesday. Things gone wrong in the sporting world. (laughs) All right. Thankfully, we just conclude a 4th of July and a 5th of July. And what I'm talking about is concluding the fireworks show. The fireworks extravaganza. I don't know about you, but do you get irritated when people either in your neighborhood, do doesn't even have to be in the neighborhood, but are close to your proximity and are blasting off fireworks, especially illegal fireworks, and they're keeping you up till? Wee hours of the morning, one, two, three, four o'clock in the morning with fireworks. It's like Beirut, usually, every holiday like this. And it doesn't matter where I live, doesn't matter what city I live, but again, it's not that I'm anti fireworks, but why don't you just go watch fireworks somewhere? Go hang out by the strip, go hang out at some park or something like that and watch your fireworks at 9 30 10 11 o'clock don't bring your fireworks home and shoot them off after midnight or up till three o'clock in the morning how about you
1: well i've never liked it i don't like the sense of entitlement that people have uh, but my concern isn't even on a personal basis necessarily you know, I mean, it's a, I'm up late at night a lot of times anyhow, so that doesn't bother me that much. What does bother me is the inconsideration that people have mm. for all the pets that end up in the shelters, for all the veterans and that that are freaking out, for some older people right. that freak out and that. Uh, you know, and these people, uh, plus, oh, by the way, we're in a gigantic drought right now. Mm. Have you seen where Lake Mead is these days? Mm. Have you seen fires all over the place? Have we seen the West Coast burning the last several years? That's the kind of stuff that bothers me. Mm-hmm. But I get it. Some of these people, oh, you got to light it yourself. And you got to go ooh and ah for your neighbors. And you got to show them how the cool stuff you have is. Because, well, anybody can see what's going on at station casinos or on this trip or this, that, or the other. No, but I'm cool. I'm going to do my own firework show because I'm Mr. Pyrotechnic. No, you're Mr. Idiot. You're Mr. Pain in the Ass. You're Mr. like, oh, you think you're celebrating more than anybody else out there because you're special and you're more patriotic. No, you're an inconsiderate you don't give a damn about anybody like you.
0: Thought it didn't bother you. Doesn't really bother you. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing. I'm fine with those guys. Buying the big family pack, and that's another thing that I have a problem with, you know, basically burning money. You want to spend forty, fifty, a hundred. I've seen people spend thousands of dollars on family fireworks. Go to the stand, you want to support your local little league softball team, So you're talking sort of the safe that's okay. I'm t this I'm talking about neighborhood stuff. So I'm okay with if you want to go burn your money and you wanna light the stuff off at 7 30, 8, 8 30, wait till it gets dark, 8 42. Okay, that's fine. But cut it off. How long does it take you? Cut it off at 9.30 or 10 o'clock. What I'm talking about is the illegal fireworks, the stuff that's that you're shooting at 2, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning that's the stuff i don't understand well how about the people that shoot them off a week before and up to a Uh, week after
1: yeah like you just said oh thank god it's finally over Uh, is it really over? Well, that's
0: why i threw in the fifth because oh every time that you know we have a holiday like this on a weekend then it carries over because everyone has to have their day off on the following monday so that just means double the fireworks double the 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 maniacs and the explosions and and the pet peeves that I have here with this nonsense.
1: Someone out there in your neighborhood's going, "Oh, TC thinks I'm done with my fireworks, huh? <laughs> Wait
0: till tonight." It's 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 just it's inconsiderate. Is is what it is? Isn't that it's, what I said, said? Yeah. I, as I'm saying, we're on the same page with this thing. But again, you know, and I saw it's like the trick or treaters. Okay, same thing. You you see families that start early while the sun is still out in October. They want to go around four four thirty because they don't want their kids out in crowds and they don't want their kids out after dark and that's cool but that what do you do? you get the 17 18 25 year olds that want to come trick or treating you know at 9 or 10 o'clock at night okay and they're banging on your door. Now do you give them stuff? I don't you know me we've talked about this before. I find a movie and I'm gone. I shut I sh- I shut things down, I'm gone at four o'clock. Has has your I'll house throw... ever
1: been TP'd or never, anything? Or... Ne-
0: never has. Yeah. Ne- never has. do, do so. kids today even know what TP in a house pro- means? Pro- pro- <laughs> probably not. But I have, you know, left uh you know, a bowl full of candy. You know, out in, in front of the door to be the good Samaritan like that. I used to do that. I don't do that anymore. I just you know, well because no, you
1: can't trust people to the honor society. To just take a one know. piece or whatever. But
0: I Can't say that and put out candy. So yeah, I, I gave that stuff up. But and I, that's why I liked about Green Bay. In Green Bay, they had hours. It was four to eight p.m. Boom, that was done. Same thing with the fireworks. Okay, you couldn't shoot fireworks off uh, in your neighborhood past ten o'clock. And it was a, a county-wide ordinance. It was beautiful.
1: Well, they have laws and ordinances out here, too. They do just they? don't
0: enforce them. <laughs> okay.
1: Every year, what do we hear? This year, they're going to be cracking down on illegal fireworks. I went to a friend's house on 4th of July. After the fireworks at Station Casinos, I was coming home well, after 10 o'clock at night, probably 10.30. I saw them all over the valley. Yeah, nice crackdown. Yeah, you sure eliminated that again this year, just like you did all 30 years that I've lived out here. They say it every year, and they never do it. I just don't want my neighborhood to be Beirut. I
0: don't want it to be a war zone. Well, no, That's I, it. Have
1: you ever seen somebody shooting off their fireworks at one of these street parties or something like that and light somebody else's house on fire oh, or yeah. bush or something?
0: Because I have. Yeah. And how many, how many stories do uh, we see on the news every year about... There's a fire because fireworks got out of control. There, there was an apartment fire again uh, yesterday. That was just one of the items I saw in the news. I know there were several more as well, well a, too.
1: A couple years ago, down by Sam Boyd Stadium, there was that fire. Somebody lit something off, and one of those whole little brush fires almost took out a bunch of mobile homes and stuff.
0: Right. Yeah. So, that's it. So, thank goodness we got to put up with this. You know, maybe only once or twice a year. But well, New, hopefully New Year's we're done Eve Fourth it. of July yeah. in this town. and that's then.
1: It. Every Friday at uh, aviator ballpark. Yeah. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, USA Olympic sprinter uh, Shikari Richardson will not be allowed to run in the 100 meters of the Olympic Games. Crushing blow for the United States uh, track and field team, but more crushing for Shikari Richardson. But it's her own fault. She tested positive for marijuana. Now, I know what people are going to say. Well, wait a minute. It's legal. You know, the trials were in Oregon, they're in Eugene, and she decided, I'm going to go ahead and smoke a joint, I'm going to take some marijuana, well, it doesn't matter if it's legal or not, it is, and has been for quite some time, considered a banned substance by most organizations, especially USA Track and Field, especially any Olympic organization. So, yeah, uh, deservedly so, she will not compete in the 100 Meters. In the uh, Olympics in Tokyo. She won the Olympic trials on June the 19th with a time of 10.96. Her result is now being erased. The fourth place finisher, uh, Jenna uh, Prandini, will take her place on Team USA. She can still probably uh, compete maybe in the 4x100 meter relay and that sort of thing because... It was a three-month ban, but now they've lowered it to a one-month band. But the 100-meter final and the qualifying is going to take place within those 30 days. So she's out. So she'll probably still be on the Olympic team, but she will not get a chance to, to race in the 100. So here was Shikari Richardson's comments about what happened.
2: I wouldn't take responsibility for my actions. I know what I did. I know what I'm supposed to do. Um, no, no, I, I'm not. I'm allowed not to do and I still made that decision but um not making an excuse or looking for any empathy in my case. But just however, being in that position of my life, finding out something like that, something that I would say is probably one of the biggest things that have impacted me positively and negatively in my life when it comes to dealing with the relationship i have with my mother so that definitely was a very heavy topic on me and people don't understand what it's like to have to our people do we all have our different struggles we all have our different things we deal with but to put on a face to have to go in front of the world and put on a face and hide my pain um Like, who, I don't know, who are you or who am I to tell you how to cope when you're dealing with a pain or you're dealing with a struggle that you've never experienced before or that you've never thought you would have to deal with? Like, who am I to tell you how to cope? Who am I to tell you that you're wrong for hurting? So I think just honestly just leading up to that, dealing with my mental health.
0: That's enough of that. Now, let's set the tone here what happened. So she got news from a reporter that her mother had passed away. So the biological was, her mother. Biological mother, yeah. So so that 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 was that was de- devastating. We understand that. But here's the thing. Just she got triggered, as she said. And she had some time to think about this. And she left the track and then and then she said, okay. I'm, I'm lost here. I'm going to go smoke a blunt. I mean, that's it. That's going to make me feel better. Knowing that that is probably going to disqualify her from being in the Olympic Games. What you live for, what you train for. And no doubt about it, she's crushed about the news that she got. But how in the world does that make you, drive you to marijuana? And knowing that you can't have marijuana. You can't have it. You can't do it. But that is going to maybe make you feel better, and this is your coping mechanism. I understand people cope with different things different ways, and I understand that. But for her now to basically use that platform and just continue to talk about that, that uh, that, to me, I I don't know. I I don't know how you feel about it, but I just i I, I don't want to hear about it. I I don't want to hear that. As an excuse. You put it in your mouth, you smoked it, and it was enough where you were gonna test positive. And to me, it's it's not justified.
1: Well, there's a lot of different aspects to this story, and I agree with you on the one thing. She knew what she was doing. She knew that it was illegal. She knew when she smoked it that she was gonna be in trouble. And different people do cope differently. You know, I mean when my mom passed away in honor of her, because of the way I was raised, I actually worked that day. And people thought I was out of my mind. But that was because that's why I was raising Ed. You know, she found out it was devastating news. She smoked a blunt. Uh, you know, it wasn't the right thing to do. It probably wasn't the smartest thing to do. One problem that I do have with this is one thing that you just mentioned at the start of this story. If you're off the Olympic team, then you're off the Olympic team. How are you eligible to be in the in the relays but not in the actual the, the event that you're right now favored to win the gold medal and the U.S. women haven't won that particular race in a long, long time? You're either an Olympian or you're not. It's the same exact games that you're going to. So you either are or you aren't. It's also the people that, that kicked her off the team or whatever. I know if I was reading some things that it was uh, – You know, that the presidential committee and different things were the the ones that said that she's not an Olympian. Well, I don't really know that that's their choice. Now, the thing is, even if the USOC or whatever, if they didn't ban her, would the IOC let her run anyhow? Maybe she wouldn't. So there's a lot of different layers to this. I think she made a huge mistake. The other thing that's really starting to bother me about this, because now we hear people coming out and saying that this is a racist policy. Oh, please. I, I believe it was Seth Rogen who just said that. Well, this is against the black community because they. Well, first off, I got a white, a lot of white friends who smoke pot a lot. Okay, and I'm tired of everything being the race card or this, that, or the other. I don't like that aspect of it, but, you know, I. She's either in both. Or she's in neither, as far as I'm concerned, and, and here's as far the thing, as the racing And i got goes.
0: no problem of her smoking marijuana. If she wants to do that her own time, and as we know, it's legal in a lot of states, that's fine. But you're a U.S. Olympian, and they are going to do their due diligence. They're going to do what they're supposed to do. They're going to protect their sport, and whether it's marijuana, whether it's a, a, a street drug or prescription drug, they want to keep a, a level playing field. Don't use the excuse and try to, to, to blame the committee by saying that, hey, you know, I'm entitled to smoke my weed and I'm going to use the excuse at my mother's death or whatever. And and that's lame. You own up, you you, you did it, and, and the end of story, plain and simple. But how about this? Be smarter. There's got to be other ways. And, again, she doesn't sound like she's the brightest girl. I'm sorry. doesn't sound that way. And for someone to go and do that when you know that you are basically, you know, you know, killing your career, so to speak, and you've trained four years for these Olympic games, so it just tells me. Well, and in this case, actually five, yeah, because right. of the craziness of
1: right. the, the extra year
0: added right. and that So, so like,
1: to me, it sounded like an apology. That's not. Re- it's an apology, but then you're turning it into right. an excuse and saying, "But you should still give me a mulligan and just let it slide." Right.
0: Right. Exactly. So not you so did it. it.
1: It's taking culpability without actually taking it. And again, I, I understand a lot of people coming to the front too. And like you said, people, well, it's legal. Yeah. It's legal to smoke a joint. It's not legal to smoke a joint and then go drive the company vehicle after smoking it. You know, there are certain things. And she knew in what she does that you can't do that. Ricky Williams was an NFL football player that we all remember, even a lot of young people. He was one of the best football players ever. He literally gave up his career to smoke
0: pot and admitted it. He couldn't stop doing this stuff. He moved right outside of Sacramento to Grass Valley because they were famous for all of, all of these, uh, these farms and stuff like that yeah. where he had it, and, and that's where he, he's currently there still. But Yeah, yeah just... I
1: mean, he gave up millions of dollars knowing that he was going to do it. How many millions did she potentially give up? The chance to be the favorite in an event that the U.S. hasn't won in track and field in forever, now you can't win it this year.
0: Right. Exactly. And, you know, that was supposed to be the featured event, too. She was going to face off against uh, Shelly Ann Frazier-Price from Jamaica. That was the most anticipated race in the Olympics in the women's 100 meters. And, again, she did it to herself. So I don't feel so. (laughs) All right. Well, I don't really feel sorry for her either, but, I, you know,
1: I, I wish it didn't happen. But I'm curious to see, because if they let her run in the 100, then that's totally hypocritical. I mean, in the relay. Right. I don't get that. Right. All right. Mine here is going to be something that I've been thinking about for a while, and it's really not sports-related. But uh, it's something around town here. People, remove head from sphincter when driving on the roads out here, please. I'm tired of it. Use your turn signals. Put your lights on at night. If you're in the middle lane, you don't go and then make a right or left-hand turn. You don't just cut in front of people. Why can't people drive in this town? You know, texting and driving is still a problem, but that's only one of several out there. And what is it that everybody goes through red lights in this town, but takes forever to start going on a green light? It's not that difficult. It's driving. You learn it in high school. Well, maybe they don't anymore because it costs too much money because nobody knows how to friggin' drive anymore. All right, when you're on the road, you have a couple-ton vehicle there that you can do danger and kill somebody with. If you can't get your head out of your behind, then don't get behind the wheel. It's
0: that simple. Knock it off. you People make me sick. (laughs) That public service announcement of the driving council is Frank Harnish. (laughs) Frank's opinions do not... Go uh, they, represent they, the... They should they, represent they should. everybody out <laughs> they here. They should. And I'm with you on that. When you're it driving
1: is. at night, how many times do you see cars no, without their headlights yeah. on? How many times do people go in front of you? I, I, can't, um, I can't even count anymore how many people from yeah. the middle lane make right and left hand turns.
0: Unfortunately, my friend, it's not just this town. This this argument is nationwide. It's in every well, city. Well, then start writing you tickets know. nationwide. Do you think? I mean... Let's go bigger. Problem here? Do you think that maybe the age to operate a vehicle should be older than sixteen? Well, I think they should at they least maybe have it has to something have, to do
1: with it. They should have to have it back in school or something again, or at least teach yeah. people how to do it. But the problem is, it's not just sixteen-year-olds in that. I see thirty-year-olds behind the. Oh uh, no!
0: Put no, down no, the phone, it, yeah. do the If you're gonna talk on your phone, get a Bluetooth. You don't. You don't use your phone can, when you're driving. Can we throw in people that are driving without insurance? And then oh, for get, sure. And then they get in an accident, and then we have major problems here. Yes, and then, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And the poor people who get in these accidents, yeah, that's yeah. I'm with you. All right. <laughs> On a lighter note, all right, Euro 2020, uh, Italy and Spain. Uh, that's really not a lighter because They're in extra time right now in the semifinal, but I'm going to take you back to the quarterfinal where Italy defeated Belgium two to one. Giovanni Di Lorenzo. Andrea Bellati and Alessandro Bastani. What did they all do immediately after the match, after the victory in celebration? Well, we've seen athletes, you know, go and they take off their shirts and they exchange shirts, you know, with uh, the other athletes. Well, we saw... Can you do that during COVID times? uh, Well, they're doing it, except they're taking it a step further. Instead of exchanging uh, the shirts with the players, they ran up into the stands, and not only do they take off their shirt, they drop their drawers. Is the full Monty? Well, I wouldn't say the full Monty because the underwear was there. The underwear okay. was showing, all right? So was so Monty Python. <laughs> so while well, some fans enjoyed it, uh, especially the ones who received the shorts, they were throwing their shorts in the stands. But TV viewers in Italy were incensed. Like, how can you do that? This is our, our national pastime. This is our country. This is our team that you're representing. And you're walking around in your underwear. I was watching this match live. And I didn't see the other two guys, but I, but I did see DiLorenzo. And I saw him go in the stands. And when I saw him come out of the stands, he's got his, he's got his little uh, skivvies on. He's got his tighty-whities on. I don't know, I'm going, what happened to this guy's shorts? What's going on there? And there it is. And he's tugging on his junk. That's it. He's tugging on his Johnson there. I mean. He was probably
1: for the, sweaty after a for long game. For the world to see.
0: Game. And the world to see. And there's
1: more. There's two, three well, guys. You don't, to, don't hold the phone up for me. Yeah. I don't need to see it. I, I need you to get a visual here. No, you don't. I, I, I know. I, I've been in locker rooms in
0: my life. I've played different sports. I don't need to see it here in the studio. These imbeciles taking off their shorts. And throwing it in the crowd and then walking around on the pitch afterwards in front of a worldwide television audience like, it's no big deal. I don't understand what's going on in their brain here. Now here's the worst part. This isn't the first time we've seen this. In Italy, an Italian handball player, Ivan Stuffer, you like that name? Well, he didn't react too well during a match. And this was going back uh, a while back. A player was closely guarding him. And he, the player who was guarding him, decided to kiss him. So Ivan wasn't too pleased. So what does Ivan do? He didn't pull a Gary in and, uh, and go after Ronnie Sunshine Bass. If you saw that movie, of course, we're talking about... Uh, Remember the Titans. Remember the Titans very well. He didn't do that. Because remember that. You know, they thought sunshine was a little, you know, that yeah, way. And, well, he
1: came yeah. from California yeah. and had long blonde hair. So, <laughs> there, you know,
0: <laughs> they did the math. <laughs> so, he didn't pull a Gary Bertier or go after him. No, he decided to turn to the player and the crowd and drop his drawers. That's it. Dropped his shorts. Said kiss this instead. He did. He, underwear grabbed his crotch, w- waved to the crowd, and he was ejected after the handball match. So, what does he do after the match? He doesn't leave. He jump g- jumps over the rail, goes in the crowd just like the Italian soccer players, except this guy stayed and watched the rest of the match in the stands in his underwear.
1: Well, first off, I think that's a violation of a dress code in the stands, so they should have evicted him for that. Secondly, I don't think he had a ticket, so he didn't have a seat, so they shouldn't have let him in there. And thirdly, when he dropped his drawers like that, I think he took handball way too far. <laughs>
0: <laughs> then there's Mirko Vucicic, All right, he's Easy actually for you to say. Yeah, that. not. He's <laughs> actually from Montegro, but he scored a goal, took off his shorts and twirled it around. This is going back years ago. No, wait. Twirled what around? His he shorts. T- took his shorts off after he scored the goal. Twirled it around like a helicopter and decided to throw it on the pitch. He got a yellow card, just a yellow card, and then five minutes later in the match. He scored the game-winning goal. Oh, by the way, guess who he's playing for? Juventus in the Italian League. What is up with these Italians? Please explain it to me. Handball players, soccer players. What is the deal with them taking off their shorts? And what happened next from this clown who plays for Juventus? He got rid of the underwear. He did decide to go full Monty. He bared it all. But please explain to me what's going on in Italy. I, I don't get it. Why, why are these guys in love with dropping them their, their shorts? Are they in love with their Italian sausage? What's going on?
1: I have no idea. But first off, you said that the fans were happy because they were uh, they were getting the shorts. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure why they'd be happy about that. And if the one guy got a yellow card for just dropping the shorts, did the uh, other one get a brown card for uh, <laughs> dropping both? <laughs>
0: What would the red card? The red card's ejection, so... Uh, yeah, I don't know. You know. A brown card is r- lifetime r- ban. R- r- the brown is worse than the red. Is what you right? <laughs> I think
1: uh, I, uh, To me it is, yeah, but, you know, oh. eh, it's a crappy situation. Hey, as they say,
0: <laughs> what can brown do for you? <laughs> what has brown done for you lately? <laughs> oh, jeez. You got some terrible Tuesday takes. Uh, hit us on Twitter at TCBart21 at VGKFrank. As well. All right, we come back. B.J. Armstrong is going to join us, and we start talking NBA he never finals. He took his
1: shirts out, his shorts out for a final. Well, last we'll man him. had
0: class. Yeah. Well, he took them off, but they're in the locker room well, after yeah, the not, celebration, not in, not in the stands. <laughs> right. Yeah. Probably were soaked with champagne too. Right. All right. B.J. Armstrong next. Hi, this is Bill Beer, and you're listening to the TC Martin Show. NBA Finals start tonight in phoenix the milwaukee bucks the phoenix suns game one we'll uh break it down for you with our guy who knows something about championships he got three rings himself bj armstrong what is going on my man man i can't complain man let me just hear this music for a little bit man. i know i say this every week man just hey. it's a sound so good to me every week though every week Pu- hey, pop hey, it I- up I- no, John. i'm gonna so kick good. back i'm gonna kick back for a while go ahead Get your groove on, brother. There you go. Oh man! Oh man! <laughs> yeah. See, while you're uh you're watching that or listen to that, BG, I'm just gonna watch penalty kicks here between Italia and Espana in Euro 2020. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs>
3: oh, beautiful, beautiful. How you doing, my friend? You doing
0: all right? I'm doing good, man. Appreciate you taking the time and, and joining us here. And uh, I know you've been busy, and it's finals time. And and when this time of year approaches. I mean, you still get kind of a little goosebumps, man, as, as you get ready for it. And I know last year was different, and even this year, kind of the COVID hangover. But uh, how do you feel about finals time?
3: Yeah, well, you know, the finals is great. And, uh, you know, these last two finals in particular have been very interesting. You know, last year being in the bubble and the whole scenario with COVID and all the protocols and the things, and eventually the Lakers were crowned champion. And then this year, you know, we have two – you know, teams in the finals I think are very unlikely. I don't know if anyone would have picked the the Phoenix Suns at the beginning of the year, in light of you know they didn't make the playoffs last year and they haven't made the playoffs in, in probably the last ten years. And then when we saw the exit previously with the Milwaukee Bucks, you know I don't think there were many people who believed outside of the Milwaukee Bucks Nation uh, that they would actually be here in spite. And you and, and, and must put in, in the, into that equation now. That Giannis is hurt; he's injured. So um, these are two unlikely teams, but here we are, and uh, it's time to play. And another champion will be crowned.
0: You know, when you look at the Phoenix Suns, just two years ago, this team was nineteen and sixty-three. Can you recall that kind of a turnaround for a team that's just basically been dormant? I mean, going back, uh, you know, a decade plus, and then just two years ago with that kind of a record, and here they are—not just in the playoffs, but in the NBA Finals.
3: Yeah, it's been an amazing, amazing turnaround. And, you know, with James uh, Jones and Mike Williams at the helm, respectively, you know, general manager and head coach. And then, you know, you got Devin Booker, you got young talent, you, you draft DeAndre Ayton. And then suddenly, out of nowhere, you have an opportunity to get a guy like Chris Paul. And you can see the difference that a player can make with the roster. And um, they certainly made all of the right moves, getting Jay Crowder, you know, Bridges. Um, you know, they've they've made all of the right moves. Give those guys credit, but more importantly, those players have performed. And Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton, who they got in the draft, now they have a, the ability with those guys being healthy to be very good for a length of time. You know, uh, hoping that you know injuries won't come into play. So uh, things are looking bright there in the Valley of the Sun, and uh, you can see you just hang in there. You you add a piece here, you add a piece there. And you never know what can happen, and certainly the Phoenix Suns are a testament to that. And uh, you can see the difference that Chris Paul, in particular, has made to this group.
1: Obviously, the finals is just starting tonight, but the narrative of this playoff up to this point in a lot of people's mind has been all the injuries. When all is said and done, is that going to be the narrative of this playoff, or if Phoenix wins, or is Chris Ball it's just obviously the story after all these years and the different places he's been that he finally goes to a place. And like you say, he takes some of these young shirts and has now the chance to lead them to an NBA championship.
3: Well, you know, a championship is a championship and uh, whoever is going to be crown champion, they're very deserving. And certainly these are different times guys. And, and you know, we, you got to, you know, every championship run has its own set of obstacles and things that we all have to overcome, you know, we could say that if maybe half of the league had to overcome that, but all of the teams start in the same place. So every team, um, whether they've had injuries or not, um, they've all had to battle the same things, and we've all had to go through what we've had to go through. However, you got to give the Finney Suns credit. Uh, for the most part, knock on wood, they've been healthy. And uh, this is a team that's been playing well all year on the road, which kind of caught my attention early in the season. And uh, you just kept watching them, and they kept – winning on the road, that's always the first sign for me of a good team, that they can actually, you know, take their show on the road. And uh, they've been doing it in the regular season. They've carried that on in the postseason. And I don't think it takes away anything if they are crown champions this year because that's a very difficult thing to do, and uh, they they would be very deserving of it. So, um, But I do agree with this. You know, it's, it's kind of like the last man standing. That's kind of what this is looking like. You, you know, we haven't seen this many – players, star players, injured in quite some time, if at all, uh, during this time of the year. And, um, you know what, but, you know, again, you need a little luck along the way, and that's part of it.
0: You know, to that point, so they open uh, against the Lakers, and a lot of people thought, okay, even though the Lakers were the number seven seed, that they were the favorite. They were favorite here in Vegas. And the Lakers are playing without Anthony Davis. They get to the next round, and then Denver's obviously playing without Jamal Murray. They get to the, the round against the Clippers, and then there's no Kawhi Leonard, and now you get to you know, a lot of people are questioning, say, well, hey, look how they got here. Uh, literally, they either uh, you know faced a team that was missing their best player or their second best player, and now the opener against Milwaukee, you know, uh, Giannis uh, may not play. Now he's just got upgraded to, to questionable. So yeah, injuries have been a weird thing, and I can't remember the last time seeing something like this. Bj, as well, it's crazy.
3: Yeah, it's – it's like I said, you know, unfortunately these players are getting hurt. And uh, thank goodness for the Milwaukee Bucks uh, with Giannis. I mean, when I saw that, I, I, I just – I don't like to see players get hurt at all, right, uh, at all, and let alone an injury like that. So, thank goodness that, you know, he's, he's looked like he will be able to resume at some point here sooner rather than later. But, um, you know, like I said, you, you need luck, right? You You, got, you need talent. You need toughness, and you need a little luck along the way. A lucky bounce here, a lucky bounce there. And uh, as we all know, injuries are part of the game, right? No one's healthy at this time. You know, Chris Paul was out. You know, we didn't know it. I can't remember what series that was with the shoulder. And then he misses a couple games with the COVID protocol. So everyone has their own set of problems uh, that they have to deal with. And, uh, you know, this is part of, uh, this is part of the journey. But in the end, it's the first team that can win 16 games. And right now both of these teams are four wins away from reaching that goal.
0: How much do you like the Milwaukee Bucks in this series? And when, let's go let's go back a little bit too and look at this team. They really underachieved the past couple seasons and you could say it was just untimely uh you know shot selection or maybe you know Giannis at the free throw line. I mean there were a lot of you know skeptics out there and this guy has been named the The regular season MVP the last two seasons, and they finally get here now. But there's still some non-believers out there, BJ.
3: Well, you you know, the thing that has changed most in sports since you know I, you know, I started participating in professional sports in particular is now we look more at the individual and the individual numbers and accomplishments more than the construction of the teams, right? You can I've seen a lot of great players in our day. But that didn't mean that they were the best team. You know, now we just automatically assume, because this guy's the MVP, this guy averages 30 points a game, that, that those numbers translates to a championship. Well, roster construction is is a skill set. And I don't think that variable uh, comes into play often, because now we're living the age of analytics, right? We just look at the numbers, you look at the numbers, you, you spit the numbers out, and you say, this is how this is team should win because of, The analytical equation that we're 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 putting into this system, but when you look at the construction of a team, you know Giannis was wasn't drafted in the lottery. You know, you you know when you look at their team, the Milwaukee Bucks, they have a team really out of of outcasts, right? You got PJ Tucker, you got Chris Middleton. I think it was a second round pick. You got Giannis. None of those players there were drafted with the idea and came in with the same pressure as let's say, a LeBron James or let's say a, a player who was drafted in the top four or five in the draft, normally where you find these players that we're actually talking about. So I didn't know if this was the team that was ready to win a championship, but certainly they had a player in Giannis that suddenly ascended to this level of excellence, right? Because if we would have all, all of us experts, if we would have thought he was going to be this player certainly he wouldn't have been drafted where he was drafted, <laughs> okay? So all of us kind of, you know, we make mistakes, even though we are experts. The NBA people who are drafting, they missed him. And that's. And you're seeing more and more players get missed. There was a reason that, you know, like, for instance, Jokic was drafted in the second round, right? We missed him. We're missing somebody. We missed Kawhi Leonard. You know, think about this. Steph Curry was drafted seventh. There were like three point guards drafted ahead of him. So it's not a it's not always you know just because the guy puts up numbers or you know more sometimes we are wrong in these drafts and Giannis is certainly a testament to that but I think he is growing into that position I think he's growing into that and I think the the Milwaukee Bucks are beginning to add championship caliber pieces I thought Drew Holiday was a great addition I thought P J Tucker was another great addition and it takes time because Giannis certainly ascended. Basically, he came out of nowhere. I mean, no one thought he was ever going to be this player. You saw the skills. You saw that he could be a good player sometime. But I don't think anyone said when he was drafted that this was going to be a back-to-back MVP.
1: Certainly, talent takes you a long way in the NBA or any sport. But there's also that mental aspect of it. You played on Bulls teams that went out on the court. You expected to win championships, and you did just that. What do you make of the mental aspects of both of these clubs? Because Milwaukee's been there before, but they've never quite gotten to the, the precipice and the peak, and now this year they have a chance to do that. And then you take a team like Phoenix that, although they were the second seed, they were a dog in the first round to the Lakers, and I really believe that once they beat the Lakers, that their confidence really reached a different level, and I think they've really catapulted that into a championship potential run.
3: Well, what I like most about this Milwaukee team is, they, in my opinion, they their run to the finals to me resembles what it used to be when you tried to get to the finals. It wasn't like okay, I'm going to put this team together and we're expected to win the championship. No, failure is part of the process. <laughs> okay, you know we 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 lost to Detroit a couple times before we actually were able to get to where we wanted to get to. Well, this Milwaukee Bucks group. They fail. You know, failure is a part of the experience. It's a part of the process. It's a part of the journey. And I think by them losing, it it resembles more of like, okay, this is the path. Every year they they fail down, but they continue to get back up. They've been down in series and they get back up. They've been down O two and they found a way. Giannis goes down, they find a way. So I really like the mental makeup of this group. This Phoenix Suns team to me, it has been playing championship-caliber basketball starting in the playoffs. And what I mean by that is Chris Paul is at a point, when he has an opportunity to finish, he's beginning to finish the games. That's just what I'm really loving about what Chris Paul and the Phoenix Suns are doing. When they have an opportunity to finish a team, Devin Booker has stepped up, Chris Paul is playing terrific, and the big fella, DeAndre Ayton, He's quietly playing as well as anybody in the league. We can't keep saying he's a young player now. He, he took on Anthony Davis. I know he was hurt, but you know what? He, he did a nice job against Drummond and all those guys. He did. I thought he was excellent in, against uh, Jokic, who was the MVP. Okay? He was terrific, and he had another great series in a, in, in, in a, against the um, against the Clippers there. So I expect him and this team to continue to prove that not only they deserve to be here, but that they can win it. I, I think Chris Paul in particular is playing with a sense of desperation that I really admire because you never know when you're going to get a chance. DeAndre Ayton and these guys, they're young. They don't know, right? This is you know, this is their first – think about this, guys. This is their first playoff run, him and Devin Booker. Okay, what a great experience to the playoffs, right? They just go to the championship in their first go-around. Chris Paul knows this may be my last chance. Because he's had some heartbreaks and some heartaches throughout this process for him, so I think the sense of desperation that Chris Paul is going to play with is going to be at an all-time high. I think he he knows he has an opportunity to win, and I don't think he's going to miss this opportunity. And um, you know, but I think it's going to be a great series. But you know, if you're asking me, I think Phoenix has the edge, uh, and I think I expect them to win this series when it's all said and done.
0: B.J. Armstrong joins us, the three-time champ with the Chicago Bulls. Like we said, knows a lot about uh, hoisting that trophy and the celebrations afterwards, and we're going to get one here in about a week and a half. It's the Suns and the Bucks in Game 1 will take place tonight, Game 1 in Phoenix, home court advantage tonight. So how much do you think the home court advantage will play, even though that you know we're finally starting to get back to, to full arenas and everything, and it's something really we haven't seen in, in the past two years?
3: Well, the home court has certainly, I think, has came back into play this year in the playoffs. in the In the bubble, I didn't know what was going on. Guys were just playing, shooting the ball, unbelievable. I didn't know who the home team was, who was the visiting <laughs> team was. Guys were just shooting the ball like, like out of this world. I think now the the having the fans back in the building, playing at home in your home arena, I think it's coming back true to form. So I think home court will be will be, you know, will come into play. I think the fans in the building have come back into play. And I think it's more traditional in how you look at the game. So coaches will tend to play their benches a little shorter on the road. And I think the home team has an advantage. But you still have to go out and play the game. But it, it certainly seems to be back to form with the players back at home in front of their home fans and playing back in their home arenas.
1: You mentioned that when you were watching it last year in the bubble, sometimes you didn't know who the teams were. And this is kind of a non-basketball question, but yet – sometimes when I'm watching the games today, I still don't know who the teams are. When I watched Milwaukee a couple of games ago, and they're wearing those blue uniforms with different uh, the, the, the numbers and letters that are supposed to look like they're wet or something because of the water and what it symbolizes, which I don't know what that has to do with the Deers and the Bucks, which has always been green, but what do you think of all the different, every time you turn on the TV, half the time you have to relook and see what game you're watching, because you don't even know what teams are on the court until you've seen a couple possessions, and you're like, oh, okay, that's Milwaukee, because now I recognize the emblem on the front of the jersey
0: and it's not only the colors but it's even the lettering and i know that you well, the lettering the, the day, team the so you have the atlanta hawks were an mlk and know some people thinking oh is that milwaukee is that you know MLK?" <laughs> seriously people thought that and they go wait a minute no this is martin luther king but okay what i mean seriously we've gone backwards and this is a bigger a bigger pet peeve of mine as we go because you know traditionalists and we're seeing you know everybody do this the nfl the nba and even major league baseball in the Baseball purists are getting irate now because you're messing even with the Cubs and the Giants and the Yank. Well, the Yankees are staying true to form, but it is it, it drives a loyal sports fan nuts. BJ, it drives us nuts. And the NBA, who knows? One night the Bucks are wearing their white. Okay, at home we get that. Next thing, like I said, Frank, they're wearing blue. They're wearing green. I, I don't can't figure it out. It's like, what,
1: it's like the rainbow coalition every other game. I don't know what jerseys well, I'm looking well, at. Well, thank goodness the uh,
0: Utah Jazz aren't here. We don't have to look at those flaming hot. Hot Cheetos uh, uniforms anymore <laughs> with that orange, red, and yellow. Are you kidding me? Utah's a pretty flaming hot city. <laughs> uh,
3: no, it, it, it is hard to – it's hard to – It's hard to keep up with these guys. Hey, hey, seriously. I'm just laughing. Can you imagine?
0: Can you imagine? Okay, you're getting ready and you're playing with the Chicago Bulls, those traditional Bulls uniforms, and you go into Chicago Stadium and you go into your locker and all of a sudden you've got some orange jersey hanging. They go, what are we wearing tonight? What is this? And you don't even have the Bulls. You know, uh, letters on there. Maybe you got a character of Benny the Bull on there, and that's it. And your number is like, you know, three inches uh, long. What would you do, BJ? Come on now.
3: Yeah. Well, I would put that uniform on and I'd go out there and play. You know, <laughs> hey, hey I, I, that's what I would do. I mean, it's part of the game, guys. It's part of the. Market. It's just. was it's, listening to you guys, it reminded me of my conversation as we were watching the game as a family, and my wife was like. Which team is Milwaukee? Because she, she didn't know. you know. She was like the MLK. She didn't know. And then my son, who's like 20, he's like, oh, Dad, man, I got to buy one of those. So I was like, okay, the marketing works. But it's, 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 all, it's total confusion, right? But it, for the young people, they get an opportunity to buy and purchase and purchase new things. So I get it. I mean, it's working. I think people are buying. People get it. But us? You know, let's just say more, you know, uh, seasoned uh, fan base. We don't want change. We're just seasoned. We're, we're already set in our way.
1: You, you, you can call it like it is. We're the old man on the lawn shaking his
0: fist <laughs> and everything going by. <laughs> and here's the thing. You can have that. I'm fine. Have Fill it up with your stores. Fill it up in your team store or the targets of the Walmarts of the world. But wear your traditional uniforms. Or, or,
1: or, just or, do that. Okay. Wear them in the warm-ups
0: like they do someplace and then auction them off to a charity or yeah, something. You can do that. That too, exactly. But, you know, fill them up with the stores and you can have a hundred different renditions. But when you get on the f- floor and you lace them up, come on, man. Let's keep the tradition alive. Come on, BJ. Keep
3: the tradition alive. <laughs> well, you know, it's whatever you guys like. It's your world. I'm, I'm just here. It's uh, your world.
0: Okay. Uh, let's talk about the Giannis injury because obviously this is the story here. Uh He's listed listed as questionable. It's a hyperextended left knee Do you expect him to go tonight? And if he does go tonight, talk a little bit about the injury. Is that something you've ever dealt with, a hyperextended knee?
3: Well, yeah. I mean, I haven't, to the extent that I saw, uh, no, nothing of of that nature. But I I would say that I don't know, even if he does play, like what percentage? What what are we really expecting, you know, um, from that injury? I mean, it just looked, uh, you know, I, I just thought the worst when I saw it. So thank goodness that that's. All it is is a hyperextended, uh, you know, left knee. But um, I, I don't know. I don't know where he's at. I'm sure he wants to play. I mean, like this is every athlete's dream is to have an opportunity to compete, in the, you know, for the championship. And suddenly now he's injured. And uh, he's played a big part for them having this opportunity to do that. And all of a sudden now, and knowing the type of competitor he is, I mean, for crying out loud, the guy walks back out onto the court after the injury. Okay, so you know what's in him. You know if there's any opportunity and any chance for him to play, he's going to give it a go. But I think you got to be smart with it. And and um, you know, I I just like the fact that it looks like he'll be able to resume his career sooner rather than later. Because like I said, guys, that did not look good when it when I first saw it on uh, on, on television.
0: All right, the Milwaukee Bucks. This team hasn't trailed in, uh, since Game Four of the Eastern Conference Finals. Man, uh, how important is it for the Bucks to get out to a quick start? But I think it's important
3: for the Bucs to to establish what they can do here in these first two games without Giannis. And, um, you know, these series take on different swings. You know, players come in, players get injured, and you have to figure out how to play against teams uh, with players and without players. I think the Phoenix Suns right now feel that they have to win these two games at home. So – I expect them to come out here in these first two games because this is a quick turnaround for the Milwaukee Bucks, and that's the one thing that you know that I don't think people are really talking about is this is a quick turnaround for Milwaukee, right? They won in Atlanta, they got to go back home, pack, and then get back out there to Phoenix. So this is going to be tough. I expect this to be a tough game for them in Game One, right? Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't all, I wouldn't be surprised if they get blown out in this game just because of all of the travel all of the media requirements, all of the things they had to do. It's kind of a different rhythm. It's a different routine. Phoenix has kind of been there. It's kind of sitting down, waiting. They've kind of, you know, relaxed a little bit, decompressed from the Western Conference Finals. And then I I expect them to come out and play a little better at home. Uh, Game two, I think if there's a game for Milwaukee to win, not saying that they can't win the game tonight, but I think if there's a game for them to win, I think it would be game two. They can kind of settle in. Get over there, you know their, their their nerves and the jitters that they may have or may not have, and I think Game Two would be the game. So I expect Phoenix to come out and say, "We got to win these two games." Because so, if they can win these two games, maybe get one there in Milwaukee. I think they will be feeling really good about their chances of finishing that thing out. But if they go back home uh, there in, uh, in in Phoenix,
0: all right, my man. Uh, quick prediction, man. How long does this series go? Who's wins it? I. I think I think I, I'm going with uh,
3: Phoenix and six you know I, I think this team is ready I think uh, I, I think Phoenix is ready to win I think they have all of the pieces in place I like their combination and, and and this guy Devin Booker man he's been terrific you know I know we've been talking about the three ball and we talk about the three-point shot but this young man has been playing terrific in the in-between game the mid-range game and um you know Deandre Aiden. so I, I think Phoenix in 6 if Giannis was healthy I think I would go if Giannis was healthy, I think I would go with Milwaukee but as is right now today I'm going to go with the Phoenix Suns
0: All right brother we appreciate it as always BJ we'll check in with you man enjoy the game tonight and uh, in the series
3: All right take care guys. There he is,
0: BJ Armstrong three-time champ uh, with the Bulls in game number 1 tonight The Bucks and the Suns. All right, we'll talk to Nick Bogdanovich next hour. We'll talk about where's the action going at the betting window with that as well. And when we come back, we're playing a little Jeopardy. Oh, yeah, a little golf Jeopardy. TC Martin, ballpark Frank with you on this terrible Tuesday.